Welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank with Janet Kunst. It's time to turn up your company's marketing efforts. We'll show you how with a variety of actionable plans that you can start using right now. Get ready. Big results are just ahead. Now, here is your host, Janet Kunst. Hello, and welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I'm Janet Kunst, your host, and I'm so glad that you're joining us today. Um, if you've been following Marketing That Won't Break the Bank over the last year and a half or so, uh, you know that I've devoted quite a bit of time to giving you insights on how to succeed in all of your marketing endeavors. And we've talked about the importance of developing a balanced approach to your marketing, both online and offline, um, developing those relationships with your customers, and the importance of getting them to know, like, and trust you before they actually make that purchase. And I've given you step-by-step instructions on how to implement each topic that we've talked about and included some of those resource suggestions to get you started. So hopefully you've grown in your understanding of marketing and the importance of social media. And if, if you really think about it, success in all of your marketing efforts boils down to eight specific pillars or recipes that form that foundation. And if you can master those basics of these recipes, you can, in turn, um, adapt them to specifically uh, reflect your business and your customers' tastes so that you can make them your own. So today what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at these eight basic recipes for marketing success. But first off though, I wanted to start by talking about recipes in general. And according to the dictionary, a recipe is a set of instructions for preparing a particular dish, including a list of ingredients required. And the purpose of a recipe is to have a precise record of the ingredients used, the amounts needed, and the way that they're combined. And it establishes uh, standards so that uh, you can, that becomes the basis for many variations. So I want you to think about it this way. Um, when you learn to bake cookies, you usually start with a basic sugar cookie recipe, and you start by beating together the butter and the sugar, and then you incorporate the eggs. And once that's all creamy and fluffy, you start to add your dry ingredients like your flour and your baking powder and your salt. And and, and that's really the basics for a sugar cookie recipe. But once you've mastered those basics, you might want to add other ingredients that make it your own. So for example, maybe you uh, like chocolate, so you incorporate chocolate chips, or maybe you prefer shortbread, so you incorporate uh, ginger and molasses to the base of your cookie mixture. There's still a sugar cookie at, at their uh, foundation, but you've turned them into something that's more tasty and appealing to your palate um, than that plain old vanilla version. And in the same way, once you've mastered these basic recipes that we're going to discuss uh, for marketing success, you can incorporate some um, other things uh, of your own personality to make them your own recipes. And, and while I was doing a little bit of research on this, it's interesting that I came across some benefits of following a recipe that really re uh, apply here as well. So the first benefit was um, consistent quality. And when you use a standard recipe and ensure that items will be consistent in quality each time they're prepared and served, which actually goes to making sure that you're delivering everything um, consistently to your audience. 
Um, the second benefit was uh, predictable yield. And uh, with, the, with the recipe, the plan number of servings can be produced by using a standardized re recipe. And it helps to reduce the amount of leftover food if there's been overproduction and it will help prevent it shortages at at time on, in the line and it's especially important when it's being transported and all that sort of stuff but with uh, marketing um, you want to be able to predict what's going to happen based on every strategy that you employ in your in your marketing mix so if you don't have that predictability you're not going to know what the outcome is going to be and you're going to be all over the board and you're going to get frustrated over time with your marketing efforts uh, another benefit of following a recipe is customer satisfaction and I think that this is self-explanatory if you're able to produce something consistently and in in a proper proportion that your customers want they're going to be satisfied and ultimately they're going to buy from you and another one uh, of the benefits that I found of following a recipe is uh, consistent content so it just uh, it, it just uh, uh, ensures that you're get getting the value that you want in, in those servings and it also helps with cost control so if you know exactly what you're doing and how much you're going to spend you can plan your budgets out um, as far as marketing goes and, and last of all, it also uh, goes to how, how much uh, effort you have to put into it in, in terms of your time. You know predictably how much it's going to cost you in time to produce all of your content, how much you're going to have to spend on each piece of, of the puzzle. And uh, that helps you as you plan out your year and, and your content and how you're going to interact with your clients. Um, so now that I've described the idea behind following that recipe, let's take a look at those eight recipes that form the basis for all your marketing strategies. And those eight recipes are um, your ideal customer avatar and customer journey, your blog or your website, um, search engine optimization, email marketing, social media marketing, uh, video marketing, uh, content marketing, and your content calendar in general. And the last one is your 30-minute-a-day uh, your plan uh, that we went over last week. So uh, let's get started. And the first, the first recipe that we're going to talk about is your ideal customer in the customer journey. And the reason why this matters is it helps you to define how well your customer will, um, uh, how, how well you define your customer is going to determine how effective and uh, or expensive your marketing efforts are. So you want to make sure that you're focusing your efforts in the right place and you want to craft that content specifically for that audience using the right tone and the right language and all that sort of stuff. So when you're, when you're putting together this recipe, the first thing that you want to look at is uh, demographics. So whether you're a B2B or a B2C type of business, it, you still need to look at those uh, demographics. So you're looking at things like age and gender and income level and um, the occupation or the industry that you're that you're uh, catering to, um, geographic locations, uh, levels of education if you're if you're working with consumers, um, their buying habits and interests, and also their core values. And with businesses, you're looking also at business associations and the number of employees and that sort of stuff. 
But there's other things that you want to look at when you're when you're trying to evaluate your ideal customer avatar. And those are what are their goals? What are some of their challenges? What are their pain points and what do they worry about? In other words, what keeps them up at night? Um, what are their top problems that they're trying to solve? And, and one of those questions that I love to ask is, if money were no object, what would you buy to solve the problem? Because that's really what you're looking for and you want to understand um, when you're putting things together. And then um, the, the last one, which I think is really important, is... Um, Oh, what do you wish others understood about you that no one's ever asked? There are a couple of other things that you want to consider when you're putting together your ideal customer avatar and that that sub that uh, customer journey recipe, and 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 those are um, what are their objections to buying your product or service, and are there any fears that they have in making that decision, um, and if you're if you're even if you're in a business to consumer uh, type of marketing relationship, you also have to look at their role in the purchase process. So are they the decision maker or the influencer? And this is really important because um, you need to talk to both of them. In some, in some ways, there are people that are gatekeepers and you need to make sure that you're talking to them and getting them to buy excuse me, to buy into what, what you're doing and what you're with all your marketing. And then once you get past those gatekeepers, then you need to talk to the decision makers. Um, you'll also want to look at things like uh, where are they hanging out? Um, what blogs do they follow? Um, what social media sites are they going to the most? Where are they getting their news and information? And, and the key to all this is that uh, eventually what you're going to do is you're going to need to provide content um, where they live. So whether it's on your blogs or on um, forums or on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram, you're going to need to figure out where they're living and you're going to provide content there. So once you've gathered all of this background information, you're going to want to build your avatar. And what I mean by that is you have all this demographics on a broad scale, but when it comes to um, talking to somebody, you want to make sure that you have that person in mind when you're when you're developing your avatar. So you want to uh, think of a specific person. Um, you can name them. You can find a picture that represents them. You can develop a backstory for them. So you can give them age and eye color and hair and uh, what their what their home life is like and that sort of stuff. Uh, their occupation, um, their goals and their challenges and some of the information that we talked about. But once you've put all that together, and you've given them that backstory, now you really have a place for, for you to um, start your communication because now you're talking to somebody as if you're taking them out to uh, coffee and you're just catching up with them and understanding what's going on in their life and then uh, helping them through those problems and, and, uh, go and, and goals and how to achieve those goals and that sort of stuff. So, so those are really the key things that you need to do with your customer avatar. But then the second part of the ideal customer recipe 
recipe is to really understand the journey that someone goes through to get to know you. And it usually involves taking them through a process from relative stranger to customer to raving fan. And this process is called a lot of different things, but typically it's really referred to either as the sales funnel or the customer journey. And a very simple recipe for it includes three steps. And the first is awareness, where you're you're kind of teaching them how to, um, you're focusing on the conversation, you're grabbing their attention, you're not running up to them and proposing marriage. And your entire goal is really to get them to be interested enough to talk back. And that's really it. And with that, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll continue talking about the customer journey and the rest of the eight recipes for marketing success. So stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411MarketingSolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411MarketingSolutions.com. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So before the break, we started talking about those eight recipes for marketing success that form the foundation for all of your marketing activities. And uh, the first uh, recipe that we're talking about is your ideal customer avatar and the customer journey. And we just started talking about the customer journey right before the break. And we looked at the first stage, which is awareness. And this is really uh, your cold audience. And you should always try to find Find new ways to run traffic to this audience so that you can build up that customer base. Um, the second stage 
is actually the nurture stage. And and so now that you've uh, spent a little bit of time with that audience and they've warmed up to you a little bit, it's time to move into the stage. And um, this is really where you're testing the waters and trying to get them to take that relationship to the next level. And you're testing their level of equipment, uh, of of equipment, of commitment. So this is where you're going to start making those uh, small offers to them, that $20 offer or for them to sign up for a freebie or a free webinar or something like that. This is where you're just starting to see, do you do they trust you and do you trust them? And that's really what you're doing in the nurture stage. And then once your, your audience has kicked the tires a bit and tried some of those low-risk products and services, it's really time to get them to make that commitment. So the, the third stage is actually the sales and conversion stage. And this is, uh, and these people have gotten to know you really, really well. And so making that sale probably takes a uh, minimal effort. And, it, and your goal in this stage is really activation. And that's reminding the customer who hasn't purchased in a while why you exist or see if they're interested in a product that's different from what they've purchased um, or get them to purchase something um, a little more ex, uh, expensive or uh, that establishes a deeper relationship with you. So those are really the three basic stages of your customer journey and at each state you're going to need to understand where your customer is and, and what their thought processes are at each of those stages but there's actually a fourth stage and, um, and and that's beyond the sale and the trick is to really keep them coming back for more and turning them into those raving fans who'll spread the word for you and it's really also to, uh, important to make sure that you're consistently filling that funnel and, and, and making sure that you're uh, continuing on that journey with, with each of your customers and making sure that they're always engaged because it's 10 times more expensive to get a new customer than it is to keep an old one. So, so it's really important to make sure that you understand your ideal customer and their journey so that whatever you're doing with your marketing, you know exactly where they are and how to communicate that with them at each and every one of those steps. So that's the first recipe in the foundation that you're building. Um, you're, and once you have that understanding of who your ideal customer is and the journey that they're on to get to know, like, and trust you, um, it's time to start building a, a, a strong foundation on top of that. And that leads us to our next recipe for marketing success, which is your blog or your website. And I tend to use these terms interchangeably, mainly because they tend to go hand in hand. So your blog is a great place for your audience and ideal customer to start their journey with you. Um, and typically, when they find your blog, they're really in that awareness stage. And if you remember, the primary goal during this stage is to get to introduce your brand to them, um, give them some value, build that trust, and establish yourself as an authority. And since your blog and or website really becomes the hub of all of your activity, you want to make sure that you do a lot of research there so that you choose um, the important ingredients to this recipe, which are the right domain name, 
the right hosting services, um, identifying the topics that will be of most interest to your customers um, because you've already done your research on your ideal customer avatar. You want to develop that content on a regular basis, and I suggest that you do that once a week. Um, you want to optimize that content so that it will be found in the search engines. You want to distribute those blog posts that you're putting on your website through social media and other outlets. And you also want to start developing other tools that you can use on your website, such as lead magnets and other incentives that will get people to sign up for your email list so that you can ultimately um, you can ultimately sell to them. Because there, there's really two pieces of content that you yourself own, and that's your blog website and your email list. The rest is owned by the the owner of the platform. So whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn or, or um, YouTube or whatever, they own that content or they own the control of that content and you own the control of your website and your email list. So, so you really want to make sure that you develop out your blog and your website so that you're providing that relevant content to your audience. And once you get that recipe right, um, it's time to uh, start looking at the next recipe, which is search engine optimization. And this is probably one of the toughest recipes uh, that you're going to learn as you work your way towards marketing success. And SEO really can bog you down in a lot of ways. So let's just start off uh, with what exactly it is and go from there. And so the simple definition of search engine optimization is it's the process of maximizing the number of visitors to a particular website by ensuring that the site appears high on the lists of results returned by a search engine. So when we're when I talk about search engine optimization um, in this discussion, we're really concentrating specifically on organic traffic and how people will naturally find you based on what they type into Google or Bing or any of the other search engines. We're not talking about um, paid traffic like Google AdWords. Uh, that's a, another subject and another recipe that we're not not going to talk about as part of your basic eight recipes for marketing success. So the bottom line is that we're really trying to figure out a way for you to be found online. And the usual method um, is that someone types a word or phrase into Google and then Google goes out and searches all the pages on the internet looking for those pages that are relevant to that particular search term and uh, they return the results. So that's how you get the top 10 on the first page and, and all 20,000 other pages behind that. But the key from a marketer's perspective is to know what those keywords and phrases are that those customers are going to type into the search engines and utilize those keywords and phrases throughout your website and all of your content. So the basic SEO recipe starts by doing research into your keywords and phrases. And in order to start that research, you really need to understand the ideal, who your ideal customer is and where they are on the customer journey. And the customer journey is really important because what they type into the search engine actually depends on where they are in the buying stage. So, for example, if they're just starting out in the awareness stage, the search terms could be really broad. 
Um, but as they progress through the nurture and the sale stages, their their keywords are going to become more and more specific. And you're not only going to be able, you're not only need to be able to incorporate all of those keywords and phrases into your content, but you're also going to need to design your content to meet the needs of your audience at each and every stage. And what I mean by that is, um, if you're uh, and, and this I get a lot of times is uh, I'll ask people about their search engine optimization and I'll say, well, if you type in the name of my company, um, it comes up first on the list. Well, of course it does because it's the name of your company. But if uh, somebody is just starting out and they're just starting to ask a question or need a problem to solve, they're not going to be searching specifically for your company. So you're going to need to figure out what they're actually going to be searching for. So if you go to our recipe um, idea, uh, say, for example, they want a chicken recipe. So they may type in chicken recipes or something like that into the search engines and the search engines are going to come back and they're going to give you a million trillion options for chicken recipes but after a while they're going to say hmm uh, this isn't getting me anywhere, so I'm going to start looking into some uh, something a little more um, uh, detailed in my description so they may say um, chicken and vegetable recipes or chicken and pasta recipes or something like that. So not only do you need to have, if that's your search terms, you have to have something with chicken in it um, from a, a high level perspective, but you need to have some of those extra keywords that they're starting to look for to narrow down to the recipe that they want. And from there, they're going to start looking for recipes from specific uh, sites or companies or something like that and that's where they're going to find you and your recipe um, so you really need to make sure that you're you're looking at all of those different levels when you're when you're putting together your recipes or, or your uh, search engine optimization and then incorporating that not only into your website and your blog but into all of your content so uh, we've gone through three of our recipes so far we've looked at um, your ideal customer avatar in your customer journey. We've looked at blogging and your website and we've looked at SEO. Um, the fourth recipe is actually your email marketing. And there are a lot of people out there that say email marketing is a dying art. But if you really think about it, email marketing should be done, it should be one of the key cornerstones to your marketing strategy. And there's a couple of different things that um, you want to consider. And, and, and really, if you think about it, social media is important for developing that relationship, but email marketing is where the real conversation is going to happen. Um, I love uh, this quote from Eric Harbison, um, who's the chief marketing officer of AWeber. And he says, if social media is the cocktail party, then email marketing is the meetup for co coffee. It's the original one-to-one -one channel. And, and it's interesting because there are, there's been some studies done that show people who buy products through email uh, spend about 138% more than people who don't receive email offers. So some of the other reasons that email marketing is really important is it's economic and cost-effective. Um, it can cost pennies to send out an email blast, uh, whereas it could cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars to produce something else. Um, it's also personable and customizable. 
Um, it's actionable, it's measurable, and it's mobile friendly, so it allows you to um, check in anywhere. And that's really, really important in today's day and age because about 58% of all activity online takes place in a mobile environment. So if you're able to keep that going, um, it's really important to, to make sure that your email marketing is part of those recipes for your marketing success. And there are really four key components to your email marketing recipe. And uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll go over those key components. So stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Like what you are hearing on marketing that won't break the bank? Join our mailing list to receive show updates, exclusive bonus materials, and more information on marketing for small businesses. To sign up, visit 411marketingsolutions.com forward slash radio. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So far, we, we've looked at three of our uh, recipes for marketing success. So we've looked at uh, identifying your ideal customer avatar and uh, their customer journey. We've looked at your blog and your website and search engine optimization. And right before the break, we started looking at email marketing. <clears throat> and we talked about why it's really important to keep this as part of your overall strategy and one of those uh, foundational recipes for for your marketing strategy. And um, there are four key components to your marketing, your email marketing recipe. Um, and, those, and, and some of them we've already talked about. Um, and those are your ideal customer avatar in your customer journey. But the two other components that we haven't quite talked about yet are the your email content and your and your uh, contacts. So with content, once you really have that understanding of your ide- who your ideal customer is and the journey that they take to get um, to that buy decision, it's really a lot easier to create content that will help them along that journey. And this content is a lot different than your blog content because what you're really doing is you want to make sure that you're aware of that context in their journey um, that you're that they're going to be receiving that content. So in other words, each piece of content needs to be built with the customer journey in mind so that you can be 
so that when you send out the the messages, they're sent at the appropriate stage of that journey. Um, in other words, you don't really want to send a discount offer if they're still in the awareness stage um, and they aren't really really ready to buy because what'll happen is it could be off-putting and leading them to unsubscribe from your list. So you really want to make sure that your content matches where they are on on their customer journey. And there's a lot of different things that you can do to make uh, to ensure that. And then last but not least, the fourth critical component to building that strong email marketing foundation is your con- uh, contact list. And it it needs to be a lot more than just an email address in that first name. It's really critical that you have as much information about your contact as you can so that uh, you'll be able to identify specifically where they are in that customer journey, how they found you, what they're interested in, and what emails they've reacted to. Um, and, and, and again, and um, as I said earlier, your your email list and your and their contact information is really golden. It's the key to all of your sales and marketing strategies, and it must be as clean and detailed as possible. Because if you're adding pro- products or services to your mix, you'll know exactly what they're interested in. So, if for example you're you're selling um, pots and pans, and I'm gonna probably go with the cooking theme throughout the show. If you're selling pots and pans and they've shown interest in interested in uh, pots and pans in the past, then you want to send them information on pots and pans. But if they've showed informa- uh, that they're more interested in um, healthy ingredients or something like that, they, you don't necessarily want to start sending them information on wheat germ or, or some other ingredient that they would be using if they haven't shown interest in it. So really, your, your email marketing is key and the content that you're sending them and how you're collecting that information is key as well. So that's your fourth recipe that uh, that will produce marketing success. And the next one is really social media in general. And I really want to take a little bit of time on this one and just talk about social media in general because there's so many different things that we could be talking about. But I want to remind you that social media is um, all about content and then the social networking, which you do on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and all of the other 500 and so odd Uh, networks is really about that conversation. And the idea is that the content that you're creating with your blog and with some of the other content uh, strategies that we're going to talk about in another recipe is to take all of that content and turn that into that conversation so that your, your audience can start to get to know, like, and trust you. And when it, and then what'll happen is they'll start buying from you and then they'll start, um, becoming raving fans and they'll spread the word to others. And that's really what you're trying to do on social media. And, and, and social media marketing is a little different than website marketing. And because on the website, what you're doing is you're talking in some ways, you're talking about yourself and saying, look at us, here we are here. We're, we're the greatest company since sliced bread. And um, people have, uh, skepticism towards that. But if on social media, you're showing up and, and people are talking about you and they're saying, hey, look at this company. They're great. 
because they did X, Y, and Z for us, and and we just love them. Um, that's a whole different story because that's really where the rubber meets the road, and that's really where your your audience is actually going to find you if they're looking for something. They're going to social media first in this day and age. So you really have to have that active presence on social media in order to succeed online. So so the number one thing that you have to keep in mind with social media is you're trying to build that know, like, and trust factor. And you want to stay top of mind. And the key is, and, and this goes back to uh, marketing 101, is that it, it really takes seven to 13 touches before somebody will take action to buy a product or service. So just sending out an email blast or putting up a blog or uh, an advertisement or something like that isn't going to cut out cut it because they're they're just starting to see you they need to start seeing you on a consistent basis and one of the ways that they can do that is through social media so uh, my general recipe um, for social media marketing is really just to start out with one or two networks and get to know them really really well and interact with your audience on their on a consistent basis. And then what will happen? And, and what you'll do is you'll build your audience there, um, and and you're going to provide them with relevant content. You're going to interact with them, so you're not just uh, pushing out content on a consistent basis. You're also answering their questions. You're interacting with their comments. You're responding to to and, and reacting to what they're doing online as well. And, and that's really the basic formula for success on social media. Now, the next, um, the next recipe that we're going to look at is video marketing. And if you've been around uh, marketing that won't break the bank for any length of time, uh, you know that we, we just completed a whole series on video marketing. Uh, and it's really one of those... Um, avenues that you have to embrace in this day and age. Uh, about 80% of all social media interaction in the next couple of years is going to be on video. So if you're having a real tough time um, getting into the groove with video or you're saying, oh, I don't like how I look on video or I don't like how I sound on video or I'm self-conscious, you just really need to start to get over it. So with that said, there are a couple of different things that, that – there's a couple of different benefits that you, you can get out of video marketing. And video marketing really helps um, customers understand your offering. Um, in, in a lot of ways, we've lost that face, to con uh, face contact that in the past has made it a lot easier to explain our products and services to customers. And it's such a different story when you have to read about a product or service. So that's really where uh, video comes in. Um, and what you're going to be doing here is you're going to be, um, it gives you an opportunity to explain things the way that you would in person. Uh, video marketing also uh, helps you create something that people remember. Um, vi viewers really retain about 95% of a message when they watch it on video compared to about 10% when they read it in text. And video really is a way for you to stand out from the crowd and be remembered. Um, it creates a more personalized experience. Uh, we are such a highly visual society today, and it's easier for people to connect with you and get to know, like, and trust you when they can actually see you. So it's a, a really great way for them to connect with you on a deeper level. 
Um, video is also a great way to rank higher in the search engines. Um, search engines just love video. Uh, Google owns YouTube, so obviously they're really keen on video as well. And, um, and, and it's interesting because although people have known about this for years, they're not fully utilizing it. So it's really one of those things that you should take into account. Um, and there are two types of uh, video recipes that you can uh, take advantage of. Um, there's this social recipe um, and, or, or this camp, and, and this is where we're talking about videos that you're posting on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and your social networks. And it's really, as I said, that's the way that they get to know, like, and trust you. And they tend to be shorter in length um, unless you're doing a live video. And uh, and usually they're less than about two minutes long, but I suggest that you keep it under a minute or so. And they're really a great way to engage your audience. Um, the trick is to in these videos is to remember that the majority of the time um, they start to play it without sound. So you need to include some sort of graphic or caption that will draw your audience in. Um, and most of that can, uh, and most of these types of videos can just be spur of the moment videos, um, which also helps a lot with engagement because it, they see you as being humid. And then live videos, on the other hand, can be a lot longer. And um, you can use these types of videos, um, uh, and we'll talk about these more in a minute, but they're planned out, they're on Facebook Live. Um, IGTV just started, so that's another way that you can get get involved with them. And and usually they need to be about 15 to 20 minutes to be um, uh, effective. And so th so that's the the social media side of video. Um, the other side, which is the more traditional side, um, um, these are more of the common videos that we tend to think about when it comes to traditional marketing. And that includes things like behind the scenes videos that show off your work environment and how, to, how you create your products or services. And that also builds that know, like, and trust factor. Um, it could be telling your backstory. How did your how did your business start, and what's the driving force behind it? It could be Q and A's. What are some of those questions that your customers are asking all the time? Um, it's a way to start those conversations. It can be thank yous for your customers or customer testimonials. It could be interviews. Um, with partners or experts in your in your field, it could be tutorials um, about how to use your products or services, or it could be even whiteboard videos where you're t uh, t uh, teaching them something technical, and that's really where where you're getting your videos from. Um, so whether you choose the recipe for social media or the traditional recipe, that's what you're you're going to want to do. And with that, it's time for our last break. So we will be back in a couple minutes, so stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan 
that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411marketingsolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411marketingsolutions.com. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So today we're talking about the uh, recipes for marketing success, and, and we've divided it into eight different recipes, and so far we've gone through six of them. So we've gone through um, your ideal customer avatar and customer journey. Uh, we've looked at your blog and your website, um, social uh, search engine optimization, email marketing, um, social media marketing, and video marketing. Now the next one is really your content marketing and your content calendar. And uh, when we're talking about content marketing, the best way to describe it is it's it's really a strategic uh, marketing approach that focuses on creating and distributing valuable, relevant, and consistent content to attract attract and retain a clearly defined audience, your ideal uh, customer, and also to drive that, that customer interaction and action, which means buying from you, obviously. And it can really be anything from a blog post to a video. It could be sharing an article with your audience or sharing a, an image or asking questions or even more. And it's really building that rapport with your audience to get them to know, like, and trust you um, before they buy. And, and when it comes to content marketing, um, I, I like to go by the 30-60-10 rule where um, you talk about uh, your own content that you've created, whether it's a, a blog post or a video or something like that, about 30% of the time, and then 60% of the time, you're sharing other people's content with your audience, and then 10% of the time, you're promoting your business. And, and, and really, the reason why I do it that way is because you don't want to be the one that's always out there pushing your product and talking about yourself all the time and saying, bye, bye, bye. You want to be seen as the expert. And experts draw on a variety of um, sources 
to uh, cull their information and then provide it to their audience. So that's really what you're doing with the 30-60-10 rule. And really the couple of things that you want to keep in in, uh, mind when you're putting together that content recipe is that you want to make sure that the the information is relevant to your audience. And even though, and especially when you're looking at other people's articles or other people's content that you're going to share with your audience, um, you want to make sure that it's still relevant to your uh, topic um, and and think about whether or not it offers other insights that your audience to their audience to your audience that they may not have even thought of or if you have a different spin on it and you can uh, incorporate that into that content um, you want to make sure that uh, everything that you you're putting out there is credible um, if you're if you're using other people's content is it a place that you can trust? Um, uh, or is it from a low, low quality or low credibility authority in that subject area? You want to make sure that you're posting a diverse uh, amount of content. So don't just stick to blog posts or images or videos or uh, questions and answers and all that sort of stuff. You just want to make sure that you're, you're interspersing a lot of different content in there to uh, spice up your, your content and your social media. You want to make sure also that um, you're validating what you're putting out there and that it uplifts people and it doesn't put people down. Um, that's one of my pet peeves on, on uh, social media these days is that there's a lot of negative content out there. So don't be one of those Debbie Downers and and posting a lot of uh, uh, down type or uh, invalidating or, or content. Um, and then lastly, you want to make sure that it's unique. Um, it's really important, especially if you're putting out your own content, that you stand out. And the only way that you're going to stand out is if you post unique content. So you want to make sure that you're, you're giving that to your audience so that they see you as the expert, they're getting to know, like, and trust you, and you're, and you're building out that uh, reputation as the expert in your field. And then once you have a good idea of what your content will look like, you, you just want to make sure that you're putting all that content together into a content calendar and that that content calendar takes into account things like how often you're going to produce content, uh, what form that content is going to take, um, how you're going to distribute it, whether it's through social media or on your website or through guest posting um, or on YouTube or iTunes or however you're going to um, post it. And the other thing that I think that a lot of uh, people forget is to take into account whether or not it's ever evergreen. And what I mean by that is it a piece of content that um, is universal and is not going to um, to to go out of fashion in uh, a couple of months? Is it something that was true yesterday and is true today and it's going to be true tomorrow? And if it is, you can use that content and, and use it over and over and over again um, as you're putting together your content calendar. But if there is a shelf life to it, make sure that you pull it out of that content mix. And really, that that's where you want to make sure that when you're when you're putting together that calendar, you know exactly where you're going to post it. So if you're on Facebook, you know that you're going to post every day or two or, or whatever the the schedule is and what the what you're going to post. And you're and you're just putting together this 
calendar either for the month or for the quarter or for the year that gives you a good overview of where where you're going with your content so that you're not just sitting there each and every day saying, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to post today. You actually have a plan in place that you're going to do that. And, and then the last recipe for marketing success that we're going to talk about today is your um, daily activities or your social media in 30 minutes a day. And we talked about this extensively last week, but I just want to remind you of some of the things that we talked about. And there are certain activities that you want to do on a daily basis to ensure that you keep your audience engaged. And we've talked about a lot of them already today. So, so we've talked about making sure that you're putting out content, that you're, um, that you're emailing your, your audience and that you're uh, keeping things going from your side. But there's a lot of other things that you need to do to make sure that that, audit, that um, conversation is two-way. So you want to include things in your daily uh, tasks, such as um, checking your profiles and answering questions or comments and replying to them. Um, committing to following 10 to 20 people per day on, on your social networks. Um, you want to spend that time on a daily basis um, catching up on blogs and industry articles um, and through services like Feedly and, and Flipboard. Um, those are two of my favorite services. And then you want to start checking for mentions using hashtags and, and so that you can respond during the week, going to other blog posts and commenting on them. There's a lot of different things that you can do on a, a weekly basis and a daily basis to get more involved with your audience and follow your audience and interact with them rather than just pushing out information and interacting just on your blog or your social sites. So those are really the eight foundational recipes for marketing success. And I truly believe that if you master these eight recipes, you'll be able to attract those customers and, and business that you're looking for. And in the last couple of minutes today, I just want to share some of the details of what's happening with my own business. Um, over the past couple of weeks, I, I've shared with you um, that I'm in the process of rebranding my business. And that has a lot to do with the encouragement and support that I've received from uh, my listeners and, and from other people um, around me. And um, also that I've been sharing throughout the, the last 15 months or so months or so. Um, the good news is that my uh, business is up and running and it's called Recipes for Marketing Success. And while my concentration is still on social media and internet marketing, there's going to be a heavier, uh, more focused effort on training and providing uh, done-for-you services. Now, the bad news is that this is actually the last episode of Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. And I just want to thank you all for listening each week and hope that I've given you tools that you need to truly take your online marketing efforts to the next uh, level. It me also means that I'm taking a short break from uh, podcasting for a little while, but when I decide to return, I hope that you'll uh, consider joining the adventure again. If you'd like to receive updates on what will happen, please go to recipesformarketingsuccesspodcast.com and sign up for those updates and, uh, and other news as to what, what I'll be up to. I'd still love to follow your marketing journey, so connect with me on Twitter at Janet Kunst, on Instagram at Janet.Kunst, or on my Facebook page at Recipes for Marketing Success. And if you have any questions or you need some help, just uh, send me an email 
at Janet at recipesformarketingsuccess.com. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for joining us, and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning in this week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Be sure to join Janet Kunst for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you can use what you've learned in today's show and step up your marketing efforts.